Chapter One, Part Four of the American Language. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. The American Language by H. L. Mencken. Chapter One, by way of introduction. Part Four Foreign Observers. What English and American laymen have thus observed has not escaped the notice of continental philologists. The first edition of Bartlett, published in 1848, brought forth a long and critical review in the Archiv für das Studium der Neueren Sprachen und Literaturen by Professor Felix Flügel, and in the successive volumes of the Archiv, down to our own day there have been many valuable essays upon americanisms by such men as herrig kuhler and kuppel various dutch philologists among them barentz kaiser and van der Voort, have also discussed the subject and a work in french has been published by g a barringer that even to the lay continental american and english now differ considerably is demonstrated by the fact that many of the popular german sprachfuhrer appear in separate editions americanisch and english this is true of the metule sprachfuhrer published by professor f lannenscheidt and of the polyglot kunst books the american edition of the latter starts off with the doctrine that Jeder der nach Nordamerika oder Australien will muss Englisch können. But a great many of the words and phrases that appear in its examples would be unintelligible to many Englishmen. For example, free lunch, real estate agent, buckwheat, corn for maize, conductor, popcorn, and drugstore, and a number of others would suggest false meanings or otherwise puzzle. For example, napkin saloon wash stand water pitcher and apple pie footnote like the english expositors of american slang this german falls into several errors for example he gives cock for rooster boots for shoes braces for suspenders and postman for letter carrier and lists ironmonger joiner and linen draper as american terms he also spells wagon in the english manner with two g's and translates schweinefusse as pork feet but he spells such words as color in the american manner and gives the pronunciation of clerk as the american clerk not as the english clerk End of footnote. to these pedagogical examples must be added that of Baidecker, of guidebook celebrity in his guidebook to the United States, prepared for Englishmen, he is at pains to explain the meaning of various American words and phrases. A philologist of Scandinavian extraction, Elias Moli, has gone so far as to argue that the acquisition of correct English to a people grown so mongrel in blood as the Americans has become a useless burden in place of it he proposes a mixed tongue based on english but admitting various elements from the other germanic languages his grammar however is so much more complex than that of english that most americans would probably find his artificial american very difficult of acquirement at all events it has made no progress footnote 
Molly's notions are set forth in Plea for an American Language, Chicago, 1888, and Teutonish, Chicago, 1902. He announced the preparation of a Dictionary of the American Language in 1888, but so far as I know it has not been published. He was born in Wisconsin of Norwegian parents in 1845 and pursued linguistic studies at the University of Wisconsin, where he seems to have taken a Ph.B. End of footnote. End of chapter 1, part 4.